All right, all right, all right, y'all. Welcome back to yet another episode of Starting Five. It's a podcast in which we form a functional basketball lineups out of increasingly zany and hopefully at least mildly entertaining topics. As always, I'm your host, former legitimate sports journalist Dylan Jeffrey. With me today in the all-important bronze match to fight for third, the battle that everyone wants to be involved in, we have Jacob. Jacob! Uh, <laughs> we have two Jacobs. Go to the and we have, as almost always, co-host Cody. You'll never get rid of me. <laughs> My parents have been trying to for years. I'll never move out. No. <laughs> well, today, being that it is the third place match, there's some there's some hardware on the line. You know, there's a medal out there to be gotten. Uh, I'm going to do a quick rundown how these two teams got here. Uh, first of all, I forgot to mention, Jacob's team is called Team Daddy Issues. Let's you'll, go. You'll find Princess it Azula, right. baby. Our star. <laughs> the Daddy Issues. Earl, too. Earl is not doing so hot with her father, either. That's fair. We don't know Master Splinter's dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's very applicable. Shredder is his brother-in-law, so, like, <laughs> He's got family issues, at the least. So he turned out better than his brother. We can, we can say that, right? Okay. There you go. <laughs> he is in the third place match, so that's better. That's true. That's true. Shredder didn't make it past round one. <laughs> uh, Jacob's team, we got at point, the previously mentioned bastard child, Master Splinter. Uh, shooting guard, maybe. There were some lineup changes that we'll go over, but tentative shooting guard, swiper, no swiping. Small forward, Princess Azula. Power forward, Pearl Crabs. MVE Chance. <laughs> and center body of evil. In the first round, uh, the team Daddy Issues narrowly defeated James's team, who did not get a, a title. Uh, in that game, a rat beat a penguin, a fox beat a squirrel, and a whale beat a waterbender. And Azula went off. <laughs> Things were a little wild and oddly animal-centric in that <laughs> Advancing the second round up against, uh, against Isaac's team, Azula went to shooting guard, and sadly that exposed Swiper's post-defense later on, <laughs> and Poe dominated him down low. Interesting. Uh, Pearl damn Brown. panda. <laughs> damn panda. <laughs> Interesting to see how he fares in the final. <laughs> I think he I think he's played his fiddle all the way out. He's <laughs> very out of shape. Um, we got Pearl Crabs unleashing easily the funniest defensive scheme in the tournament so far. But uh, sadly being a whale. <laughs> being a whale. And sadly, Master Splinter was exposed for a lack of physicality. And uh, Fire Lord Ozai got into his own daughter's head, leading, I believe, a little bit to the team name of Daddy Issues. Yeah, I mean, if we don't place top three, we really can't speak to uh, the state of Princess Azula. Like we said, we only needed her for one one playoff run, and she failed us. So if we don't <laughs> at least place top three, we're going to have some issues, you know? Some <laughs> at least top three. <laughs> All right, on over to Cody's team, who he has chosen to keep his name a secret until this dramatic reveal. Uh, Cody, if you don't mind not letting us down, what's that team name? Oh, boy. <laughs> Look, man, honestly, I had a great name. I really did. Uh, I but Sheen uh, just incessantly kept pestering and pestering and pestering. So 
I'm giving into my star here a little, you know, uh, <laughs> and we will be called the mighty disciples of ultra Lord. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty disciples of ultra Lord. <laughs> no acronym. There's, there's no like, you know, OKC or any of that bullshit. None of that. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, you know what he said, so long, Sheen, whatever. Hello, Sheen the God. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Love it. Well, speaking of Sheen, (laughs) Cody's Mighty Disciples of Overlord lineup, we have at point the unnamed Cabbage Merchant (laughs) at shooting guard Sheen, Duncan Robinson, Estevez, (laughs) small forward Fred the Flopping Fish, uh, point for power forward, maybe point forward. Uh, Denzel gorgeous Crocker, <laughs> and at center we have Nigel the Wild Thornberry. A lot more nicknames on Cody's team. <laughs> I say, uh, almost hundred percent more nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> That's at least one category I'm winning in so far. <laughs> for all you keeping track, the advanced time. analytics people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They love a good nickname team. <laughs> per 100, more nicknames. <laughs> uh, in the first round, the mighty disciples of Overlord <laughs> defeated Spalding. Ultra Lord, God damn it! <laughs> Gene has a gun to my head, Dylan, please. <laughs> Ultra Lord. Now I'm going to continue to be Overlord. <laughs> I made that bed, and for continuity, I have to sleep in it. <laughs> Um, sadly, in the first round, defeated our fledgling Frankenstein robot, Spaulding, uh, largely on the backs of Sheen, Duncan Robinson, Estevan. <laughs> um, Fred the Fish, we, uh, we discovered his just innate ability to get to the line and draw fouls, and it, it shockingly fouled out uh, Judy Neutron in a lovely little twist. <laughs> Never would have thought she's fouling out of a game, but it happened kind of early. Got under the skin, um, and the Cabbage Man canonically can hit a layup. It's proven now. Not done, but he can hit at least one. We've seen it happen. Cabbages are like basketballs. <laughs> In the second game, after lots of tactical lineup changes, uh, sadly, the mighty disciples of Ultra Lord got played off the court by King Boomy and Tigris. <laughs> They were, uh, you know, Nigel earned his keep finally by handling negative chin. And there were some legitimate points made about Amon's stamina due to the fact that he dies pretty early in that show. (laughs) But uh, they were just outgunned and outmanned. (laughs) So we find ourselves rather sadly, rather meekly (laughs) in the third place matchup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's the energy we're running with. <laughs> Last energy, this is bullshit. This energy, that's about right. That's fair. <laughs> we're working our way back down. <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I've got some pros and cons if we want to run to that, or if y'all just want to hop right into it. Uh, honestly, up to y'all. I've been talking a lot so far, so I have no problem handing it over. <laughs> Let's go into pros and cons, dude. Set it up for us. God yeah, damn. host. You Come put on. the, yeah, you're the host here. We're out this is your show, party, dude. Bro. This is a third place game. <laughs> I'm going to talk for 40 minutes. <laughs> and then sign off. We're just here to talk for, we're going to talk for 40 minutes, declare third place, sign off. We'll have said nothing the whole time. 
In two minutes, well. I'm going to mute both of you. Both of you will be muted. <laughs> kicking you out. I'm just here so I won't get fined, dude. That's <laughs> Love it. Um, well, for pros, for Team Daddy Issues, I've got Swiper's Defense, obviously. Azula's Hot Hand, if you will. And Master Splinter's Intelligence. For cons, and I think those are three pretty decent ones. For the cons, which I think pretty decent as well, Master Splinter's Physicality. <laughs> The team's namesake in general. <laughs> and Pearl Crabs. <laughs> she's a whale, dude. I don't understand. <laughs> Listen, she's, she's pulled, a whale. <laughs> pulled the team up by her bootstraps so far, but. <laughs> I mean, she's the only one who was slowing down uh, Overlord Ozai. Uh, Ultra Lord Ozai. Last game. Ultra, <laughs> Ultra Lord Ozai. Blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. I will be interested if she pulls that tactic out again, though I don't know who it's going to be against on Cody's team. <laughs> no one really needs to be extinguished. <laughs> we'll see. Perhaps drowned. We're just throwing things out there. These are strategies, you know? Things discussed in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> like drowning. Yeah, I mean, dude, if the Saints can do it, anyone can do it, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> If Bill Belichick could drown somebody, he would. Exactly. <laughs> we're putting we're putting prices on players' kneecaps. You know what I'm saying? Anything to get third place. Anything. <laughs> Anything to get third. Not willing to pull these tactics out earlier in the tournament to get. No, to we had respect. We had respect when it's going for first. You don't want any asterisks. But now that it's third place, no one ever looks at third place in hindsight. <laughs> you got to kill the whole team. You got to kill the whole team. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So, my History will just say so and so's team won third place. They're not going to get into the. I mean, yeah, they're never looking at the nitty gritty of that. They'll look at first place, you know, and they're definitely not looking at fourth place. You know, they're dead. They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Killed the team. Nothing to look Technically, at. Technically, there's no fourth place. There's. <laughs> <laughs> what are these semantics we're getting into? <laughs> it is very battle royale. The losing team. It's sudden death, and we mean that. Oh. <laughs> Only one team showed up to the stadium that day. <laughs> Due to unforeseen circumstances, only one team bus made it to the stadium. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> bus bombings now. No, 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 no. Maybe brake lines cut, though. You know? <laughs> Something simple. I think of the kind of shit Swiper would get into. Hey, man. He wears Just, the mask for a reason, dude. Masking gloves. <laughs> <laughs> he swipes some brake fluid. You know? <laughs> Easy, as Easy as it gets. <laughs> and as for the mighty disciples of the Ultra Overlord, we have <laughs> for the pros Fred's ability to draw fouls, which I think is really gonna play it's I'm not gonna lie, it's a large chunk of the offense that I see coming out of this game. <laughs> And look, honestly, man, Fred the Fish, not to cut you off, but Fred the Fish, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder tonight. Uh, because I don't know if you saw, but NBA fans worldwide have had the audacity to somehow unwarranted name LeBron James the Flop King. Are you fucking kidding me? Fred the Fish hasn't been breaking his leg for over 250 episodes of SpongeBob. Full fucking Sp Lesser Space Jam actor <laughs> Flop King in his place. So in this game, Fred reclaims that title. 
Right, he set a personal quota for himself. If he doesn't foul out two opponents, he considers this game a loss. <laughs> I love it. I love it as well. So I'll put I'll put Fred's determination as a pro as well. There it is. <laughs> That's all we need. The fighting spirit of Fred the Fish. Uh, Sheen's catchphrases just for the team morale. <laughs> Got to be good. And Gorgeous's three-point percentage. I like him in the corner. I think he's got. I think he's got a decent shot over there. Uh, as for the 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 cons, scoring in general it isn't really this team's forte. <laughs> um, defending wings, as we proved in the last game, there's not, not a lot of great wing defenders, which <laughs> could become a problem in this game. And um, you know, just the flippant luck of the cabbage merchant. Always in the wrong spot at the wrong time. And then at the end, he isn't, and I don't know. So it's very (laughs) – I think his luck will determine a good deal of the outcome. So (laughs) got to watch out for that. And now, goddammit, I'm done talking. (laughs) That was your day, Jacob. (laughs) Yeah, let's go. You know what I'm saying? You know, just hanging out, chilling. (laughs) No. Man. I'm not going to lie, I came into this having like 10 minutes of bashing Pearl content, but now that I've heard what you guys have said, it seems like that's what's been going on the whole time. <laughs> she's, uh, she's definitely been a weak spot. As uh, I did not see her getting exposed in the manner that she has been, and uh, no one's more upset about that than Princess Azula, though. I can tell you that much. I'm sure. I, uh, I started off the show talking about how, like, you know, we were going to fire Princess Azula because of the poor performance in this tournament. It's really the other way around. She charged into the front office and has threatened everybody. She, in the locker room after the game, she came after the entire team, and we're really running off of pure fear at this point. Uh, <laughs> she, it, was, it was very violent, a lot of fire, as, as would be expected. So coming into this game, uh, really expect like a Russell Westbrook on a revenge tour sort of mentality where it's it's going to be Princess Azula, nobody else. You better play defense and feed Princess Azula. But beyond that, uh, it's probably going to be a one-track offense, got to be honest. And as the front office representative, I'm okay with that. Please let her know we're okay with that. <laughs> whatever whatever she wants to do, we're, we're on board with. That's uh, – <laughs> I'm very here for it. I like the idea. I love the idea of, of her getting like the, the rebounds that like the critics think Russ gets where just like everyone clears out of the way. And they, they, we've got Pearl crabs boxing people out. Looking to jump in and get every rebound. Calling Azula down. Like, come low, come down low. <laughs> We're letting them get uncontested shots off on the hope that there's rebounds there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Add your stats by all means. Contested shots. <laughs> In fact, we may. If you leave him open at the three, I said him. It could be any five of them. <laughs> he or she might even dribble in a little bit. <laughs> to maybe. Get- <laughs> we'll take that two for the guaranteed bucket. All right. Respect. Great. <laughs> I respect that. Uh, speaking of Azula, though, Ooh. I'm glad you brought her up. <laughs> I love that you have this. Uh, She's a Russell Westbrook-minded person. I love that. I nearly wanted to be canon, except <laughs> the only time she's canonically lost was against Katara and Zuko at the end of Avatar, and she is a wreck, man. She's sobbing. She doesn't know how to lose. So she's either just flaming everybody on the court 
and fouling out and possibly injuring teammates. Or she's going yeah. off for 150. <laughs> she can do both. Uh, I think it's entirely possible that both? both could have both could. She might kill Ma- Master Splinter, might call out a play that doesn't involve her. She might kill him and then go score on that play on her own. You know what I mean? And as, a, as a front office. We're okay with that. Okay? <laughs> sacrificing veteran members. <laughs> How many years did he really have left? We got to ask that question, right? This was. A, <laughs> did he want to go out as a third placer? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Wanted to go out fighting. <laughs> I like the tactic. So I'm definitely sticking Fred the Fish on Azula. <laughs> and directly what? after that, I'm sticking him on Swiper. Because if I know one thing about that man, he cannot resist slapping hands. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. I love that this whole fucking debate is just like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Princess Azula did a number on her locker room. I can't lie. That, that post-corner uh, post final was not pretty. It was <laughs> oh, my God. I like the idea, Cody, of, of you coaching your team to do the the bullshit Chris Paul KD swoop around shot just to like draw <laughs> contact and get the shot. Exactly. Like the little, the little leg wiggle they do at the end, like they step expecting. into it, James Harden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every time they dribble by someone, that head's flying back. They look like. You could not. <laughs> I love it. It might work. Who knows? I don't know how this game can be refereed. <laughs> Fred the Fish, man. I don't know how many he's making, but I'm looking for world records of free throws attempted. <laughs> I will say I am worried about the matchup just because Azula's coming in with a hot head, and there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, someone flopping all the time. So, And who flops more than Fred the Fish? <laughs> I've heard he's the number one. That's what word on the street is. He's the number one. Took it straight from LeBron's hands. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I like to think that coming into the locker room, Azula, her energy, I like to think that Fred the Fish had the same energy going into his <laughs> locker room about the flopping title. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm the number one flopper in the game. He's throwing himself up. <laughs> He's so good at it, though, he can say that directly after getting the call and the refs are just unfazed. Like, <laughs> they think I said my leg. They're just so used to hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be good that's that's a very interesting matchup to watch out for because if the refs let her play azula dominates it but if the refs are ready and they're looking they're looking to get pick up those ticky tocky fouls azula's gonna get she's not gonna foul out normally she's gonna kill fred the fish <laughs> and get an instant ejection well this is where pearl crabs really proves her worth pearl crabs Pearl Crab. Fucking said, monocular damn vision. You said <laughs> you can who, look at this fan and that fan, and that is it. <laughs> Left side said, of the who, court, right who, side of the court. You said what fire is gonna have to get put out this game? Well, the one inside her own locker room going. <laughs> <laughs> she build up that water, you have to cool Azula off. We again we just need her for one more game. Just one more game. She probably wants to leave. She doesn't want to be on a team that's not in the top two. Nah, she's got all. that mentality. She's going to be out of here. So we see <laughs> Pearl not going to really is just solely focused on keeping Azula 
just below that breaking point. You know what I'm saying? She comes over to the bench like this fucking fish. I can't fucking get within two feet of him. Falls down. <laughs> I get a call. Pearl's going to be there just, tss, you know, tss, right there. <laughs> and it, again, it is going to be dependent on Azula to stay in the game long enough to put up a large enough point deficit that uh, <laughs> we get, we take the W, you know? Swiper there purely for defense. He's yeah. very scared. He's smaller <laughs> than Azula and also very flammable. And he's just, <laughs> he's just playing, you know, again, play lockdown defense, not Get good in the post. Down. We still got body of evil. You know, what would we say he was 350 feet tall? We, we, <laughs> we established that. Uh, <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> still locking down, down low again, very much running through Azula. And that's the that's very full fair. focus. I did forget to mention that the body of evil, we for some reason allowed him to develop some kind of anti-Danny Phantom technology in the last round. <laughs> it's because I forget what uh, someone else uh, was, um, I forget his name, was it Jorgen Von Strangle? He slimmed yeah. down in between, he slimmed down mid-tournament, was able to bend his arms again. <laughs> And so logically, the body of evil was allowed to get this ectoplasm or something. <laughs> so Why does starting five have more character development than any of these cartoons do? <laughs> Absolutely. There are no they, static characters in starting five. They're all very dynamic. Constantly evolving. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, let's let's get on into that center matchup. Why not? Now that we're talking about the body of evil. It's a little worrying, the body of evil being God only knows how tall. We did not establish for a fact that he is 35 feet tall, but you did say it an awful lot. <laughs> Whereas Nigel Thornberry is just sort of like the tall Steve Irwin. So, I mean, he's, he's ready to wrangle in there. So, I, I don't know. I, thoughts? I won't, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I won't deny that's a bit of a mismatch there. I mean, we got... Nigel's a bit of a, he's a master of, you know, wildlife, nature. I don't know how I like him being on a machine, you know? Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> is, is there any possibility? I was leaning into maybe. I'm thinking he's going to switch. I'm thinking, uh, so Crocker and uh, Nigel switching. Nigel being a master of animals on Pearl. Knows all those weaknesses. Knows she can't see in front of her at all. <laughs> Prey animal. <laughs> Let's also talk about how, how come, how is Pearl like not just dead by now with like the lack of money that Mr. Krabs puts into her? At one of her birthday parties, all of her friends shared one balloon. Whenever she took over the Krusty Krab, she had them only serve salad, likely <laughs> because that's the only food Mr. Krabs has ever bought for her. <laughs> This woman's got no protein in her. <laughs> she, she's, but she's got a great front office, and <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it takes a lot of water in a very large tank uh, in the locker room. But we do what we got to do for our team, you know? And seeing as how important she's going to be to this final matchup, really, uh, <laughs> really uh, her, her uh, arc is a hero, really. Her hero arc on this team. Oh. Um, it's worth the, it's worth the investment in the end. Everyone knows a third third place payout's the biggest. And 
proportionally now, the most money. <laughs> <laughs> the front offices branding. get most of it for uh, for first and second, but third goes strictly to the players. <laughs> <laughs> the front offices get no reward. Nope. <laughs> you don't bring any viewers. <laughs> Where else is the money going to go? <laughs> Jesus. Love it. I kind of like uh, sliding gorgeous Crocker down in a, into sort of a stretch five, unless you want him to get in there and bang around with the body of evil. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's going to keep it unpredictable, man. Body, body of evil is all machine. Uh, it's gonna, he's going to be, you know, I mean, I assume he's programmed for uh, conventional basketball. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think he's ready to face a stretch five? He's not ready. the floor. Not just that. <laughs> he's ready to post up underneath the basket, grab rebounds, put the ball back up. <laughs> that's all he's got, man. <laughs> he's got no heart. Traditional big man. And that's actually how he's defeated in Fairly Odd Parents, I found out, because I knew nothing about this man until a quick Google. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Timmy wishes he had a heart of gold or something, and then the yep. like, spits out the villains out and then goes on his merry way. So I wanted to ask you, is this heart of gold body of people? Or like, no, no, this is, this is pre-heart of gold. Pre-heart of gold? Yeah, 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 yeah. Heart of gold is very so, expensive. Conventional basketball. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> He's going to be buying a heart of gold with the winnings from this third place. <laughs> Again, because it all goes straight to the players. He's not so. gonna, but if humans can't know like on which syllable Mr. Crocker is going to release his – Jump shot. Is it fair? Re got pet? You know what I'm saying? Like it could be any of them. <laughs> Especially a machine isn't going to know where that's coming from. And and if he's designed to be center, he's not going to be ready for the stretch five. So fair. I do where his sensors. If he doesn't sense anyone in the paint, he's just like, well, I'm just going to turn around and look for the rebound. There must not be anyone in here to defend. <laughs> and Crocker's going to just going to step out and just, <laughs> just jump shot. That could be a, oh, that's a very interesting matchup because I mean the body of evil is just going to be like prime Shaq in there because there's just no one to stop him <laughs> down low. But if if Denzel can fight those twos with threes, things could get kind of interesting. I do see a shockingly high scoring game out of this, and I was not prepared to say that. <laughs> I think the styles match up so well or so poorly against each other defensively. <laughs> It might be, there's probably going to be a lot of scoring, you know? There's not going to be a lot of defending. <laughs> no. Well, he's not good defending. There'll, there'll be attempts, you know? <laughs> It'll probably be the most boring game in basketball history, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm imagining it playing out like an all-star available, And one <laughs> fish shooting like 100 free throws. <laughs> <laughs> one thing's for damn sure, this game's going to take about three and a half hours because Fred <laughs> Fish is going to spend a mean 45 minutes at the foul line. <laughs> in the bonus. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, as for point guard, I mean, Master Splinter, I would have to think, has a little bit of the intelligence edge, but the, un the unnamed cabbage merchant has a little more of the, you know, like dad intelligence. Like he can... <laughs> He can put some things together and he can form a business, you know? <laughs> so I don't know if that practical intelligence is going to push him over Master Splinter or not. 
Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. They're definitely going to be standing off to the side just discussing basketball theory more so than participating <laughs> in, like, play-to-play, you know? <laughs> right. Is this, um, uh, is this the third game in a row where Master Splinter has just pulled his guard and point guard side <laughs> and said, hey, listen, if I don't run, you won't run. Let's pulls just- the side, he's like, man, how, mu- how much do you think the stadium's worth, man? Just, like, talks about real estate shit. <laughs> talks about the floor repair. <laughs> doesn't you know doesn't Master Splinter watch? A, doesn't Master Splinter watch a soap opera too? Oh, I really think he does. I, I don't know why would. I decided to like pull out this shit. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Not, probably does. Right. I will probably just sitting over there talking. I can't believe Jessica didn't fall. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to keep the other team distracted, you know. That's a good point. It's pretty good. works. So, for the third game in a row, I think Master Splinter just calls the point guard matchup a moot point. <laughs> just throws his hands up and only plays maybe three or four plays in the entire game. I like it. That being said, who Cody, who becomes the dominant uh, uh, ball carrier on this team? I mean, are we relying on Sheen, Duncan Robinson, Estevez to bring the ball up the court? Do you, are you asking me? <laughs> you hear the name of my team? <laughs> I could have slightly disastrous outcomes if Sheen has the ball in his hands every trip down the court. <laughs> Think of all the distractions going through that kid's head, though, man. Like, and he's saying them out loud as they're happening. He's like, "Got oh, my shoes untied," as he's dribbling, and the person running is like, "Oh!" And then he's behind him. They, <laughs> He's behind them because he fell over and threw the ball out of bounds. <laughs> ah, then Nigel Thornberry catches it because he's an explorer and a badass. Boom. <laughs> He's an explorer and he was just out in the crowd anyway. So <laughs> he jumps so that he's not touching out of bounds and he throws the ball back in. The wild Thornberry. Right? <laughs> you have no idea where he's coming from. I don't even know. No one listens to me on this team. <laughs> He's out there in the wild. Love it. Outside of Sheen, Duncan, Robinson, Estevez, I mean, I guess if it comes to it, you could entrust the ball to Denzel Gorgeous Crocker. I don't see him passing very often. He's got the most gorgeous pass you've ever seen. <laughs> that guy's just – he's just giving himself the green light. He's just going to – he's like, this, we're, we're running plays designed for me. And your team's like, no, please don't do that. You're like, nah, that's what's going to happen. I'm pulling up from half court. <laughs> oh, man. You know, he's, uh, he's banned from Cincinnati. <laughs> so gorgeous Crocker. That's a real fact. Banned from Cincinnati. At the age of 23. What did he do? I tried to force his, you know, he was like, fairies exist. And they were like, we don't want you in Cincinnati anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like Ohio. Therefore... If I may, <laughs> I think Denzel Gorgeous Crocker has the most street credibility of anybody. <laughs> I would have to agree. The unnamed cabbage merchant is an upstanding citizen. Dean <laughs> Duncan Robinson Estevez is like a fourth grader. Fred the Fish is kind of a bitch, but he's not that <laughs> awful. And Nigel Thornberry is just a great father. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good people on this team. And then there's Denzel got kicked out of Cincinnati. 
<laughs> at 23, at such a young age, wow. didn't even get to experience Cincinnati at its fullest. <laughs> he had two years of legal drinking in Cincinnati, and they said, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Speaking of chemistry, I think, uh, Jacob, I think your team has tried to master the chemistry here, tried to mask that you've handled mm-hmm. it by just saying Azula's going to get her way and we don't care. It's still going <laughs> like that. She's, like I said, that, that a- after the quarterfinals game, it was bad. It was real bad in the locker room. Tough scene. A lot of fear. That's fair. <laughs> and, I mean, the body of evil is still a bad guy at this yep. point. He hasn't purchased his Neil Young yet. <laughs> his new one. Dylan, you just take so many canon liberties. <laughs> Fucking ultra overlord and his new one. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway. <laughs> Swiper is also a nefarious character. So, I mean, if we're going to say that Pearl Krabs is neutral at best, Master Splinter is pretty much the only good character, and we've already established that he's not playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> So we're looking at a, a pretty big, uh, a pretty big matchup of wills here. We've got, we've got Cody on the pure side of things. Just a lot of good characters, wholesome people, and then one bastard in Gorgeous Crocker. <laughs> and then we got Jacob's team who are just, they've just dedicated to the bit. We're just going evil. Fuck it. We don't have to worry about good anymore. No. Evil and pure fear. And pure fear. <laughs> Love it. Strong motivator. It worked in the Cartoon Network final. <laughs> There's that bitterness. <laughs> there it is. I've been waiting for it to come out. Cody's been stewing on that one for a while. <laughs> um, y'all got any more arguments? At this point, I mean, we've dissected these teams so many times. <laughs> Any other fun things coming out out of here? Any uh, anything wild that Nigel Thornberry has discovered? Does he has he tried to poison the water supply or something? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I chose Sheen for one reason. Uh, as you fans know, I, I have a popular segment on Starting Five called uh, Story Time with co-host Cody. Uh, Sheen has a story time where he uh, does a sock puppet show. That includes radioactive worms, his dad being turned into a big one, and uh, them, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's how he got to start and spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Run off the saw the puppet show and was like, "God damn, he's a he's our guy." <laughs> got to do it. If he can do this with a sock puppet, if he can make it talk, he can shoot a jump shot. That's. I mean, Thanks. I I can't argue with that. That's <laughs> yes. Jerjer. <laughs> okay, so Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so familiar. Words, listen to Talking Sauce podcast. <laughs> listen to Talking Sauce podcast. It's Princess Zula's favorite podcast. Uh, oh, <laughs> I want to listen. But, so we brought you know we brought Azula in. She's been the leader of the team this whole time. Uh, as far as offense goes, we're going to be relying heavily on Pearl Krabs to keep her cool long enough to put up enough points that the body evils little two two pieces down low off of rebounds. They're going to work out. And hopefully Swiper can do enough on defense to create enough turnovers that uh, we'll be able to come out on top. Because Master Splinter's not giving us much help. 
uh, especially this late into the tournament. He's uh, his already fragile body is falling apart <laughs> just by the minute. It's I'm I'm shocked he even showed up for this game. <laughs> Me too. I honestly we told him to stay home. It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's time. Um, final pieces have been said. The, uh, the bronze medal, I think. I got to say, I mean, we, we've established the Cabbage Merchant and the Master Splinter level out. Duncan Robinson does all right. <laughs> Swiper gets plenty of steals. Fred the Fish, leading scorer, maybe of both teams. <laughs> I think... The refs know that Azula's coming in hot, but they also are on to Fred the Fish a little bit. So it, it, it goes back and forth. It's just almost every other quarter. Like Azula will draw three <laughs> charges in the first quarter, and then she won't draw another one. <laughs> and Fred the Fish will foul out Pearl Crabs in the fourth, but he won't fall before then. It's very erratic. It's very bad officiating. We get the refs for the third place game because no one wanted to do it, and it doesn't pay well. <laughs> so sadly i think fred the fish's offensive tactic doesn't shine quite as brightly as it normally does damn and due almost exclusively to that and to pearl crabs and the body of evil physically dominating the paint i gotta hand this one to team daddy issues and, and a slug fest you saved uh swiper's life you saved swiper's <laughs> life i need you to know that <laughs> princess azula was gunning for him first <laughs> I don't know what happened. I got to be honest, but they, there's definitely some behind the scenes tension. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, victory lap for Jacob. Appreciate it. Thank you to the, to the tur tournament organizers, you know, for inviting us to this and, uh, you know, it's the opportunity to play and prove our skill on the biggest stage. And wow. we I hope thought, to be I back. <laughs> we, we, we hope to be back with a better result uh, next year, you know, God. I <laughs> thank you to the tournament organizers for throwing this game and letting me win. <laughs> hey, we'll take a uh, thir third place better, better than nothing. You know, we'll <laughs> take it. How we get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better than being dead, which is apparently canonically what happens when you finish in four. I'm picturing Man, a lot of <laughs> This is the second time I've lost to evil. Uh, <laughs> in this whole tournament. Hey. So as Sheen put it, why must the good get hit in the head? <laughs> I'll see you guys <laughs> at Disney or WB Kids or whatever the hell. <laughs> I can't think of a better ending. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Third Place Game. Appreciate it, Jacob and Cody, for y'all coming out. Congrats, Jacob. Well fought, man. Hey, good games, good games. GG's all around. Y'all take it easy out there. Finals coming up next. That one... Who's to say? <laughs> but for now, Princess Azula continues to live. She's, she's regained a little bit of hope. And just, sadly, just a bit. she's lost it entirely. <laughs> he flopped just a little too hard. <laughs> Immortalize him as the flop king. <laughs> They'll have statues of him on his back. <laughs> Love it. All right, y'all take it easy out there. <laughs>